Okay, so real quick, you know, I was watching, I was watching Lean on Me on TV the other day, right? Lean on me. Yep. And it's weird the shit that you watch, that you grow up with, and the phases that you go, that you grow up with watching shit. As a child, Morgan Freeman as Joe Clark was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Cause you know, eighties baby, like you know, old school niggas. That was like that was my dad. Yeah. It, you know, so yeah, he was terrifying. Like that was the voice you heard in your head when you be pulling when you out there pulling some shit, and that's the voice you don't want to rock up behind you. Yeah, Joe was like my. That's the same what's doing over here, boy. Um, now as a teenager, going to manhood, like at like like senior year going into like college and you're like still an optimistic young man with hopes and dreams and shit Joe Clark was inspiring especially when you've had bullshit teachers <laughs> you know what I mean Yeah. like I had a teacher at Bel Air Miss Mackey who just up and left one who just up and walked out when you say walked out like of class of school and never came back Maybe not never. She it, it it was a while. She had to go get her head together. Ah. Okay, that's so uh... you know, people that just kinda didn't give a fuck. I don't know why she walked out either. Joe Clark was inspiring. Now as a man as a with responsibilities and friends who are teachers and knowing the shit they go through for like little or no pay. Watching Joe Clark stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> stressed me all the way the fuck out. He wanted too goddamn much from the people that ain't getting paid enough. He, he did. Mr. Vines, why don't you go down there and get them test scores? Let, let Joe Clark have pulled that shit now. Oh, he would have had all kinds Could of you just, shit filed against him. <laughs> Could you see that thing on a Zoom meeting? <laughs> I want these test scores expeditiously. Hey, hey, Mr. Clark. Nigga screaming to the mic. Dick. Screaming to the mic, distorted shit. Sing the school anthem. Sing the school anthem. <laughs> Boy, I said, sing it. Falsetto. Coltan, Coltan. Just distorting shit. Yeah, that, that movie you? actually. I, I yeah I think I I can't I think I was in high school or some shit when the movie came out. I just remember laughing throughout the entire movie because I'm like this dude is really yelling for two hours. <laughs> he did not have an indoor voice at all. It did have the nerve to have a bullhorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you crazy? Call me crazy, Joe. Now they can call me Batman. <laughs> you can actually you can actually say that in a normal tone of voice, sir. And it sounds like this. And they used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. See, you can say it just like that. And all that for Mr. Sims to still go to jail uh, for crack possession every 10 minutes. <laughs> um, the following content has never had to jump into its genes, but still feels your pain. Start the show.
It's clams. It's smoke crack. Don't fuck around with it. Do it expeditiously. Do you smoke crack, boy? <laughs> yeah, he was. Learn to smoke ball. That, that was the, and that was the most stressful part. That was the most stressful part because he he show busted in there and told that lady. Not only did they have to learn a whole new school song, they had to learn it in English and Spanish. Sir, that's that lady probably with no Spanish. That's it's going to take some time, sir. It's going to take some time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Anybody, you're aware. anybody I know taking a music a music teacher game would have looked to him. Hey, Mister Clark. Yeah, man. Suck my dick. Yes. Expeditiously. <laughs> Expeditiously. <laughs> or is T. Expeditiously. That is the name of this episode. Expeditiously. As T.I. would say, expeditiously. Exactly. Niggas plus education plus alcohol equals opinions while black. The black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I am. I, I guess I'm still D. Randall. It's hard to tell sometimes. Every day looks the same. So if I was, <laughs> if I was D. Randall yesterday, I'm going to assume that I'm still D. Randall today. In quarantine, every day is Monday. Ugh. Except the weekend. Except the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. I, my Oh, well, I will tell you, I did do something. So, you know, I'm always trying to work out. I'm always trying to figure out new ways to sweat, stay in shape and shit. I made the mistake at 36 of buying a jump rope. Mm. That shows you how, that, that'll show you um, real quick how out of, out of shape you are. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, that was a bad move. That was a that was that was not a that was embarrassing. Um, I twisted my ankle a little bit. Damn. Uh, so we're gonna. So we're that that whole idea about jumping rope. That's gonna need some workshopping. Oh shit. Uh, uh, we're gonna rethink that whole plan. Um. Other than that, let's see. Uh, there was uh, a lot of Call of Duty, um, and yeah, the jump rope thing. That was just that was that was not. Oh, I watched Star Trek. Watched uh, Star Trek Discovery. Mm. With, with the with the black with the female black lead. Yeah, I'm still trying to. I'm I'm almost through season one. Finally, they put her through a lot of shit. They did, and that was just like in the first episode. First three episodes. <laughs> they put her through so much shit. This is only kind of minor spoiler. She was in prison by episode three. <laughs> that was fucked up. Um, episode. What, what episode are we on? Uh, 88. Damn. Episode 88. Yeah. Damn. Damn we're getting there. Um. Let's see. Uh, I want to open up flowers while people are here. Flowers to no one person in particular, but flowers to everyone that has not given up social distancing. Yes. 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 Because at this point, the I have to say, we can be honest. At this point, the the narrative for social distancing and quarantine um, has shifted. From we're all in this together to everybody that's social distancing, it's really out of a need for personal survival. 
Yeah. Because it is an out out. Yeah, it, 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 and at this point, it's it's really. <sighs> I feel like I feel like I've had this conversation every day, but no one, but no one except for people who are actually still watching out for themselves really cares. Um, I'm going to say it one more time, y'all. The main point of social distancing is not so that you yourself don't become sick. The point of social distancing is so that you don't get other people who are susceptible to becoming sick, sick. That is the point. We're doing this so that you protect other people. It's more about other people and less about you. But, you know, if y'all want to go out and y'all want to have these half-assed experiences where, um, you know, you sit in a restaurant with poor service where the waiter, waitress can't touch anything and it's like because one of my, one of my friends went somewhere to eat yesterday and he was talking about how um you know they it was something as simple as they asked the waiter for napkins and the waiter was like yes the napkins are over there on that table in the rack you'll have to get them yourself and how jesus and how they basically set your plate down at the end of the table and you have to kind of like reach over and grab your own plate. They can't actually hand you your plate now. And it's 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 some wild, wild shit. And it's a surreal experience. And again, it's all for everyone's safety. But, you know, people are wearing masks. So your waiters, you know, your waiters dressed up, you know, nice, wearing all black. Got that little black apron situation going on with a light blue mask on their face. Sound like mm. you know, it's, 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 if you want that experience, sure, go for it. You can also you can also support these same restaurants by ordering takeout. You can still leave a tip if you want to support them. Uh, Uber Eats, as a matter of fact, Uber Eats has the option where you can you can make it so your tip goes. Completely to the restaurant. Yep, yep. I mean, if, if if you really want to, but no, y'all, y'all have to face the fact that what y'all want is for people to serve you. That's really what it comes down to. You want people to provide services to you. That's really why you want to get out the house. You want to sit in a chair and have someone do your hair and or your nails for you. You want to sit in a restaurant and have people serve you food. You want to go to the beach and sit all on top of people just so your raggedy kids can get out the house and leave you alone for a little while. This is a hundred percent. And there's, and there's, and I know there are some class explanations. You know, I'm always big about classism. People want to be served because they serve people all day. So they want a moment, they want a moment to be able to feel like they're in charge of some shit. Because that is the that's the that is the behavior that society has laid out for us with this class system. Hmm. Um, stay your ass in the fucking house. Just Let me tell you something. I have been out of the house a t- since March 11th. I think I've been out of the house a total of four times, <laughs> all for runs. I, my hair when I comb, when I comb and brush all this out, I look like Wolverine. 
It's deep. If I can live with this, with this hair full, with this head full of hair, y'all can live a little while longer, not getting people, not getting other people sick. Y'all can deal with it for a little longer. You know, so y'all get your shit together. Just a few more weeks. Just, just be unselfish for a little while longer. But that's not what it is because that's not the example that we've had laid out for us. Because the example that we've had laid out for us by classes above us is that it's all what I can get for myself. Because that's what the people in charge of us promote. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other episode. I could do a whole episode on that. Um, so flowers to everyone social distancing because it, as a matter of fact, I will get specific. Um, I have a, a Black Nerd Problems colleague, uh, uh, Brittany Williams. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just got married um, and they got married on their front in their front lawn shut up they, they, uh, said, no, they've been a before the corona thing happened and you know of course this threw everything up into the air until they just, until they just said, Fuck it, let's just do it and they got married on the front lawn and they had people, and there were people there to uh, do the proceedings. And they're in New Orleans, so they had people playing the trumpet. Um, and all of them were social distancing. Yep. A father in Tennessee had a commencement ceremony for his daughter that just graduated from Xavier um, on his front lawn. And invited and invited a bunch of necessary people. All of them looked like they were social distancing. If people can do this for the most, some of the most important moments of their lives, you can hang out just a little bit longer, ordering from Uber Eats and watching TV. Just a little bit longer. Just a little longer. And we can all do this till September. Still September. You know, there are no movies out, y'all. There are no movies out. There's really nothing new on TV. There are no sporting events to go to. Like, just chill. Just chill for a second. Um, I don't know. Y'all, y'all, y'all just, you know, shout out to everybody that was out in Prospect Park last week or whenever it was. <laughs> Um, sharing sharing a hookah, <laughs> uh, just out there having unprotected hookah, <laughs> just in front of everyone, just unprotected hookah, uh, just raw dog in the hookah, like like, like there's not a, a once in a, <laughs> in a lifetime pandemic going down. Um, I guess y'all really, need, y'all really need that 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 vapor just all up in your shit. It you just need it, huh? Oh man, y'all y'all bugging, y'all bugging. I can't believe Prospect Park is open. My Jesus, I can. <laughs> Cause niggas go there. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's a lot of money to be made off of niggas, nigga. Um, 
Uh, a quick humanization, as quick as I can make it. Um, brief retrospective on Insecure. Um, because even after we talked about it, everybody was talking about the, the whole fallout between Issa and Molly last week. I'll make this quick. Um, I had a lot of time to think about um, the the dynamics at play there. There are a lot, of, a lot of class dynamics that we can get to another episode. Uh, listen, um, I am still Team Issa, mind you. But when I'm having these debates, I have to keep my own biases in the play. And my bias comes here in Molly, because I want Molly, that character, I want her to fail in everything. Mm. Because as a man, it has been painful to watch her dog niggas out for four seasons straight. And to watch her be the common denominator for literally every man problem she has ever had. Um, so for me, I had to put that, I had to keep in mind that that's my bias when I have these discussions. But honestly, looking at, looking at where they're both coming from and this, and I, I wanted to talk about this really quick because it says a lot about how, um, we communicate with each other, um, as friends, as people is that. We have to keep in mind that communication, proper communication requires trust and confidence. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole problem with Easton and Molly is that they have lost trust and confidence in each other um, as they are trying to move out of these narratives that they've built for one another. Issa is trying to get, Issa is trying to get something right, something that she can depend on um, that could further her career. As we can, as we see from this week's episode, um, it has opened a lot of doors for her. People want people want to see this block party happen again, despite the, the fuck shit that happened at the end. Yep. Um, and so she's trying to move out of this narrative of just being the sidekick, being Molly's sidekick that she can count that Molly can count on to make her feel better about her own life. And Molly is trying to move out of this narrative. Of never being able to keep a man, uh, keep a man, because she has been the common denominator in all her man problems for four seasons. Um, but when you spent so much time in one role, people tend to pigeonhole you, and it's hard to think of your friends getting outside of those boxes. Yeah. And there's not a lot of trust in. Or confidence in the in the ability to change, correct. You know, and so now that they've lost confidence and trust in each other. They don't know how to communicate these things, and they don't know how to communicate. Hey, this relationship is really is genuinely important to me. I'm trying to do things a little different than I have before, or this block party really means some really means something to me, and I think this can open a lot of doors for things that I want to do for the community. And I think the lesson here, whether you're on Team Issa or Team Molly, is that relationships require friendships and relationships rely rely on a lot of trust and confidence that you have to have um, when you when you're having these discussions with somebody that you respect as a friend. Yep. And I just we can keep this in mind 
as people going forward in this age of social distancing because at some point we're going to have to reconvene and we're going to have to be in each other's spaces again and it would be nice for us to have a good time. It would be nice. G. Randall, do you have any thoughts there? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually glad that I don't this is going to sound contrary to everything that we're about. I'm glad I don't engage in stuff like this um, <laughs> after a show. Mainly because I can see, you know, first of all, it's, it's a fictional story, obviously. But I, I, can, I can see where people can take either side to this. Um, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, firmly, I'm firmly in the camp of Team Issa on this and, and Molly, you know, the... the the, the the main thing is when Molly said that she would not do it for her, she should have taken the time then to explain why. She should have explained more why. Um, even though it, even though it would have been hard for Issa to digest, she that would have been the perfect time for them to have that talk. Even though she was hanging with Andrew, right? If she if she's going to say no to something that important. She should have taken the time to actually sit down and explain it and and talk it out, and then Issa would have probably been, she she would have been less likely to go behind her back to to try to get it done. Still, less likely, but because it's Issa, she still would have done it. Um, Agreed. But I, I think I think overall, you know, people just have to understand that. I mean, it, it, obviously, the fact that it, it does stir debate from people that listen. to you know, they'll watch the show. Um, it's a good thing. I mean, it's obviously a good thing. You want something that provokes conversation. Uh, it's it's a dream to have people in a, in a position where they take sides in terms of the social aspect of the show. Uh, right. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, but I'm, I'm still glad that I don't have to participate in those conversations because oh. I, I just love it. I love it being what it is. I, I hate that most shows nowadays involve conversations about the show that are longer than the show itself. It, it's one of the main reasons why I can't even fuck with The Walking Dead because every Walking Dead <laughs> has an hour-long recap show that's as long as the show itself, which I think is stupid. Like we don't, we don't really need to formally unpack everything. It's a work of fiction. Especially when we just saw it. Yeah, enjoy it. That's the yeah. problem. Give you yourself some time. It. Yeah, give yourself some time. Um, you know, one thing that I do enjoy doing with with different television events is commenting while it's happening. To me, that's still fun. I like reacting to. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. I love the feeling of reacting to stuff. But when it's over, I just want to go. Yeah, yeah, man, that was fun. All right, cool. I'll talk to y'all tomorrow, and keep it moving. One hundred percent. Um. So yeah, that's that. Um, I'll, 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 I'll get to, I'll get to the latest episode another time. Uh, cause I, I have one or two things about that, but, uh, for right now, song of the week, um, we're going to go into song is need you by Emmanuel. So get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Let's go.
I feel I just fell in love with you like a song on the radio. Ooh, baby, I, I don't, I don't want that same cold loving that I had before. Are you different? You taste different. You feel different. It seems different. I think I'm in love. I feel I need you to breathe. I feel I need you to breathe. Yeah. I feel I need you to If the love is pure, baby, so we take some more, so we take some more. I feel I need you. It's got some slap to it, a little slow song. He he reminds Man. me of a uh, a John Legend meets something. I, I'm not sure. A bit more rustic. I think Daniel Caesar maybe. 
Yeah, there's some Daniel Caesar yeah. in there I can hear. Yeah, he fits. He he definitely fits into a pocket that uh, is hot right now that people are looking for. Um, it's definitely something I could I I could expect to hear on an episode of Queen Sugar. Yep. Um, or insecure, or one of these, or one of these joints that has all the hot music. Um, hopefully, we hear more from him uh, as 2020 goes on. I was really good, man. Um, let's see what's been going on this week. Okay, so um, speaking of social distancing and the lack thereof, <laughs> UFC's Dana White does not give a single solitary fuck. Who is this again? Um, Dana White. Oh, yeah, UFC. UFC. So now, I, now I'm a fan of UFC, and I'm a fan of Fight Night, and I'm especially a fan now because when I was when I was working uh, at the bookstore, I I worked every Saturday night, so I was not able to walk over to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings um, and and watch the fight. Yeah. And so now that I have Saturdays off, I can watch the fight at my leisure. Um, and he has definitely brought that back under uh, social, what he would consider to be social distancing regulations. There are people in masks and gloves. It's an empty. It's basically an empty arena. Um, and the only people, the only people there, are the workers going ooh and ah. <laughs> um, so Dana White has come up with Fight Island. Um, it, this is the idea that he is that he says is in development currently. Fight Island would basically be where he has uh, his fighters live and train on a private island that they have purchased, and then they would have the fights there on the island. This this sounds like blood sport. This is exactly the Kumite. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't think I was tripping. That's the Kumite. I, that was the, the first thing I said when I saw that shit was like, oh, I've read this sci-fi novel before. Into <laughs> oh, the dragon looking ass. And, and you know what? Actually, I would prefer it to the alternative because right now, the UFC fights in the empty arena, okay, so the first fight on the card was the was you know the the lightweights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot. I always forget which one. But uh, they were going at it, beating the shit out of each other, and that was a bloody fight. Like there was literally blood everywhere, mm. splattered all over the mat. Great. And so for the rest of the night, everybody else had to fight on this bloody mat. <laughs> that shit is so nasty. That dude. That did nothing to instill confidence in me about reopening uh, professional sports. Hey, at least it'll be on a private island, way the fuck away from us. So if they exactly, so if they want to be on a private island, if they want to quarantine themselves on an island where they can just beat the shit out of each other, the corona back and forth, so be it. If that's the best Dana White can come up with. Whatever, because we all know Dana White. Because we all know for him, just stopping the money together is not legend. 
Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. If Dana White is going to get all he can out of ESPN Plus, um, I'm not paying for that shit. I'm not. Well, I'm not paying for the fights. <laughs> I think that's such a rip to me. Like Dana, like Dana White. Dana White really only fans us. That's basically what he did. <laughs> you get on OnlyFans. You get you get on a chicks OnlyFans, and then she got microtransactions for your ass. Yes, sir. You gotta buy. You gotta buy. You gotta buy the subscription. Then you gotta buy the videos. Dana White put took UFC to ESPN Plus, and we still gotta pay for the fights. Man, suck my dick, Dana White. Um, although, uh, get Fight Island popping. <laughs> We'll see. Let's go. I need, I, need, um, I need this shit to be just like the movie. Real talk. Real talk. Um, and this is just, this is the first step to him playing out the Hunger Games. And I'm telling you, he going to be the one. Let's go. Uh, uh, what else we got? Did you watch the Nelly and Ludacris thing? I did. I, I believe I watched, a, I watched a murder happen live on Instagram. And let me just tell everybody so there's no question about my stance on this. I thought about it. I could not watch Nelly and Ludacris only because of my complete and utter disdain for Nelly. I, I didn't I didn't like that shit in high school. I didn't like that shit in college. I and I could not subject myself to hearing country grammar on purpose. <laughs> Most people could not. Now, if he had just- if he had just played drop down and get your eagle on every round, I might have I might have done that. Because yeah. that shit went hard. Other than that, I can't stand Nelly. I think most people would agree with you. Um, it was it was definitely very well. You know, it was a celebration of each other, so it wasn't a contest. But it was it was definitely very lopsided. Uh, it made me realize how little I cared of Cornell Haynes's entire discography. Um. I cannot confidently say that I like any music by Nelly. I cannot confidently say that. Uh, I like quite a few songs by Ludacris. And I was quite a few. I was appreciative of his contributions to that battle. Uh Nelly not so much. White white, you know, white people helped him sell, you know, 10 million copies of one album. Uh white women really. White women specifically. White women that go to the club, to Type 40 clubs, helped them sell that because of Hot and Her. Uh, White women know every single lyric of Hot and Her. I hate all of you. I hate all of you for that. I hate all of you for allowing Nelly to believe that he is good. Nelly, when, when he was playing those songs, he was feeling those songs as he was playing them. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, dude, you really felt that good about yourself as you recorded that? Have you not actually listened to how corny you sound? Okay. He he was he was he was probably thinking about the checks he got from it, which I understand. I oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, in the hierarchy of how seriously to take a rapper, Nelly falls somewhere beneath Ren and Ten, the hip hop Dalmatians from Brown Sugar. Wow. <laughs> when they were singing the hoe is mine yes he's in there um um 
yeah, that's a that's about where he falls. Somewhere between them and uh, Snow, who sang in former. Nelly only happens in a place like St. Louis where they don't have shit else. <laughs> I mean, if you really really think about it, Nelly was not good. But he's from St. Louis. And St. Louis really, especially from a rap perspective, is not known for anything. So he Was Chiggy from St. Louis? Yes. Yes. Chinky had one song. That's how much. That's how. But that's how trash Nelly was. Is that Nelly was so trash that Ludacris didn't got himself. Correct. To show you how it's done. Yes, he got a clearance rack, Chingy, and and turned him for a profit. <laughs> I should say he was a clearance rack, yeah, Nelly. Nelly. I like his shit better than Nelly. Yeah, um, one song. Apparently, he apparently Nelly had a, a Teddy Riley moment on, during the verses. I hear. Well, there were thunderstorms in the area, so it, it did affect his um, his connectivity for a bit. But I mean, he stayed on. He was still he was still there. He wasn't falling off. He oh, actually fuck. he actually had his shit set up the correct way. He just, you know, when you got lightning in the area, you can't really have a predictable signal sometimes. But he was there. And and every everyone everyone now refers to that as a Teddy Riley moment. When he started breaking up, Luda was like, "Hey, we can't have a Teddy Riley in here. We can't have a Teddy Riley moment." Like Teddy Riley has become an adjective as well. That's fucked. You know, that's fucked up, but it's hilarious. Hey, um, that's why the I will, is and, and I will, and I will also say that that is going that that is limited to I already know. There are people that are going to make that been making this argument, and there's people that make the argument. Um, we should we should try that. We should try to take the verses away from Instagram and put it in a new venue. And yeah. I just don't. I don't agree. I don't agree that that's the case. I, y'all want a lot of production value to go into two niggas playing their, their hits on their phone. Right, and it, it loses its appeal because the the biggest appeal of verses is everyone is at home bored right now. Uh, everyone wants something to do that's like a shared experience, and right now you can literally hold in your hand a shared experience that everyone's going to be talking about. Once you take it off of the IG platform, it doesn't have the same appeal. It it does. Right. If they try to make it like into a broadcast show or a cable show, it's it's not going to work out the same. What they should do, however. Is take all of these battles, and when things open up, take, make tours out of them. I think Jill and Erica on tour would be phenomenal. I even think Nelly and Ludacris on tour would be phenomenal for people who are into that. Um, you could get you could take Scott Storch and Manny Fresh and do a, all the of all the songs they've done and have that those actual artists show up. Yep. That would be lit. That would be great. You can do it. Um, it sounds like that's in the works. I I would not be surprised if we saw versus the versus brand at festivals. Yeah, uh, you know Timberland did file the trademark for versus, so obviously they they're going right. to do something with it and expand it. I I really do hope that it's more of a a concert series when that becomes available. 
but for, if they if they take it off of the IG platform, to me it just it doesn't feel like it has that same organic appeal to it. Because you're literally sitting there with right. two dudes sitting in their houses or their studios, trying to play music for each other. Right. This this same this same vibe is not going to last past social distancing. Correct. That is correct. Um. Uh. We should give a quick shout out to uh, Viola Davis. Uh, Viola Davis actually just wrapped up How to Get Away with Murder. Oh shit! It was still on TV. Good for her. Didn't realize that. Uh, after six seasons. Damn. Uh, which is a lot longer than a lot of these shows last. Um. Honestly, I am not the biggest Shonda fan, but um, I definitely appreciate her giving platforms and, get, and giving people like worthwhile people like Viola Davis. Um, somewhere to flourish for six seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that, and so especially when you have white guys like Supernatural on for eleven and twelve seasons. Longer than that, they've been on for like I enjoy Supernatural, but twelve seasons is a lot. It is. It is. Give me three seasons uh, of a show and move on. What's that? I said, give me three seasons of a show and move on. Five at the tops. Five at the most. Um, depending on the depending on the venue, of, of, after a while, it's just going to get to be um, uh, fan servicey. Game of Thrones. Um, Luther, you know, Luther knows how to get in and get out. Yep. <laughs> yep. You'll have three episodes <laughs> of Luther. Three hard episodes. Three hard, ridiculous, amazing ass episodes of Idris just killing it. Yep. Um, I'm not gonna put you. I'm not gonna put y'all through my Idris uh, impression. <laughs> um, also, salute uh, Gucci. Gucci and his wife been married. Gucci May and his wife been married ten years now. Burr. That that went fast. I mean, he spent a lot of it in jail. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it was probably longer longer for him than it was for us. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he spent a lot of it in jail, so you know, there's there's some uh, some time off on that one. I just, I, you know, I and you know, for, I've I've made I've made my share of Gucci jokes over the years, and uh, they have they have received a degree of criticism depending on what conversations you're having about relationships and marriage. But in all seriousness, it is nice to see um, celebrity marriages, any marriages really, but seeing these celebrity marriages go to distance. Yeah. And well, I, I, I guess they really give a fuck about each other. Ten years is a long time, if you depending on how you spend it. It is a long time. Um you're, now, Randall, you're what? Fifteen years in, you said. Fifteen, yes, fifteen. Damn. None of that spent in jail. <laughs> um, I actually have a quick public service announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for the ladies. Ladies. Um, black and black and white women, but certainly especially black women. Now, on this program, we have definitely mentioned 
that um, for us to prosper in the Trump era, some of you niggas are going to have to stop fucking the white women. That has been a long-standing concern. Yes. We have, we, um, mostly the ones that you know damn well are voting for Trump. Now, I recognize that some of you white women listen to this podcast. Thank you. Um, I'm sure you're very nice people. <laughs> Having said that, this is for the women, white, black, and otherwise. If we have to stop fucking the white women, then y'all have to stop kissing G Easy. Ooh. Yeah, that's my thing. I'll repeat. If we have to stop fucking the white women, y'all have to stop kissing G Easy. When did that become a thing? Well, you know, Megan kissed him. Uh, it looked like she was kissing her gay friend. <laughs> uh, you know, Ashley Benson, who is who? For those of you that don't speak freeform, is the is the chick that people actually like from Pretty Little Liars. Um, uh, she just broke up with, I want to say, a chick. Hmm. And was recently seen kissing kissing on G Easy. Um, y'all, y'all have to stop giving people like G Easy confidence that they can move in the circles that they're moving in. Like, like that's gonna that's gonna work against as a community one day. Imagine if imagine if all the black women started kissing Macklemore. Mm. Wow, that's that's a you know how Macklemore, you know how Macklemore got that Grammy and got out. That's a pretty big drop off too. Wow, it is Macklemore won that Grammy and vanished because he knew um, that was the most he could work the culture. Uh, he knew if he had been kissing black women, we'd never hear the end of Macklemore. And he would he knew that he wasn't supposed to get that one either. He, he tried to give it to Kendrick. <laughs> he tried. He tried. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, imagine if Matt Moore had been kissing black women, had been kissing attractive women at all. Oh, he would have he got jumped. Well, he would have got jumped because we would have never heard the end of Macklemore. That's also true. Y'all have to stop making g Easy think that he's worthwhile. Especially you, Megan. I'm not, I'm not going to be so hard on Megan because Megan has gotten me through social distancing. <laughs> Megan's Instagram by, by itself, her walking around in shorts all the time. Oh, uh, Megan got me through social distancing. I'm this close to canceling my OnlyFans and uh, just watching Megan's shit on Instagram. Damn. So I'm not going to be too hard on her. Um. So yeah, just just something to keep in mind, y'all. Let's 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 not have another Macklemore. Let's let's keep G Easy out. Let's keep G Easy out of the loop. Yeah. How about that? Just leave him alone, y'all. Just leave him alone. Let him just go away, fade into obscurity with dignity. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, 
because uh, I know Randall definitely wants to be able to talk about this, uh, and I do too. The Last Dance. Hey, 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 hey. Now we can talk about something. Uh, the final episode of The Last Dance took place on Sunday. That might, I have to say, that might be one of the best sports documentaries I've ever watched. I will agree. It is probably my favorite. And it's just, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just well, it's just well done overall. Um, I, I don't, I don't even know what I can say about it other than what's already been said in that, you know, we, on, on one hand, we see that Michael Jordan is, um, you know, he was concerned that this would make him look like an asshole, make him look like a bad person. And you kind of see that, you know, he is an asshole. And he yeah, does, I was say, part you know he does he does ride people pretty hard pause just the case and he you know he's but you also see the motivation behind what he does and you see the result and you see the respect of his teammates who also understand that if you want to be the best there are certain things that you're going to have to sacrifice as a person and as a team in order to do it and you know there's a whole appreciation that comes to the play when they're when you also think about how the back office sabotaged them at the beginning of the season by letting them know, like, hey, whatever the fuck y'all do, y'all not going to be here next year. So have fun with that. Um, my favorite line came at the very end when, oh, not the very end, but in the episode where they played Indiana and beat Indiana, Michael okay. Jordan approached Larry Bird backstage after the game, gave him a handshake and a hug and said, you bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> that should be the universal. What's the opposite of a greeting? That that should be the, the the official departure statement for everyone from now on. Man, it was good seeing you. Hey, you bitch. Fuck you. Ah, oh, you bitch. Fuck you and too. What? And guess what? And walked away and said, and, and get your golf game together because I'm coming for you. <laughs> See, that's that's what old heads do, man. Young dudes would have been ready to fight. Oh, well, well I got to be a bitch, though. And then, you know, somebody... Hands. It would have been hands. Yeah. And then, Straight up. And then it, no, Speaking no, of hands. It, it would have been hands. They would have gone on IG Live, and they would have been all like, yeah, you know, I, just, <laughs> I, just felt, I just felt disrespected, you know. And, you know Speaking of hands, yeah. um, I never knew that uh, Michael Jordan was ready to give Reggie Miller hands. Hey, man. We we saw we saw him getting Reggie's face. He, you know, he 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 clawed him up a couple times, and then people stepped in and kept Reggie in a safe space. He looked like he was ready to beat the brakes off of Reggie. I I never I I never looked at Michael Jordan as somebody that looked like they had hands, but as a grown man, Michael looked like he got hands. I mean, he's been in a couple of them. He's gonna get with you, especially when you need. The workout regimen he went through from when he first when he first got on, yeah, to when he started having to play Detroit. Like Michael, Michael beat the brakes off a nigga. Like he, I wouldn't fuck with him, no sir. I was just saying the dude ain't got time to play with y'all in this bullshit. Reggie, now I will say. And Reggie Miller don't look like he, Reggie Miller don't look like he can bust a grape. By the way, I still hate Reggie Miller to this day. That's right. 
I think it's light skin corny. I mean, and then now I will say one of my highlights, one of my favorite parts of the last dance would usually have to be Dennis Rodman's the antics. Dennis Rodman. Imagine imagine being in the middle of one of the biggest series in your life. Mm-hmm. And missing practice. Yep. To go wrestle. To go wrestle in Michigan. On TV. <laughs> with, Hulk, with racist ass Hulk Hogan. Allegedly. Allegedly. But definitely. But allegedly, but almost definitely. Um that that was mind blowing. And the fact that Rodman had such a relationship with Phil Jackson and with Michael Jordan that they just kind of knew that's that's who he was and that was gonna happen. Yep. And they couldn't say much to him because he performs on the court. That's that's really what it boils down to. Um You know. That that was another thing that was another thing in this documentary, and I, I won't go too long on it. Um Sure. When you when you look at how things work compared to say maybe players today in that you had a person on the team who performed at a very high level, uh, who kept who you know kept himself in shape, kept himself at the top of his game, and he just you know his one requirement was that he just had to be uncorked for a while, you know he had to be untethered, and even though a lot of people don't understand it and they still don't understand it to this day, and there and that doesn't by the way that does not happen in today's. In any sport today, that does not happen at all. Um, it's just, it's just still amazing that with all those moving parts in there, that they were still able to dominate as a team. Um, it, it just shows you how good they were. The fact that the fact that Mike busted uh, busted their ass while he had the flu. Worse, he had food poisoning, <laughs> which was I that, can't. Get- no, go ahead. I was, I was actually, I was actually glad that that we finally got a definitive answer to it because it's always been considered the flu. And when they talk about when they, when they talk about how that pizza was delivered to his hotel room and how it how five people showed up to deliver that one pizza, and his trainer was like, uh, "There's something wrong about that pizza, man. I'm not really feeling it." And Mike was like, "Mike was like, I'm hungry. Fuck y'all." And then after that. <laughs> Man was puking his brains out. Still, got in that ass. And and I, and I will say this about that too is that I, you almost kind of understand some of Michael Jordan's asshole tendencies because cameras were on him literally every moment of his life. Yes. Yes. Like every available opportunity, cameras were on him. He was being watched, and you know the media, and I guess him in part had kind of created this polished persona that he had to keep up all the time. Yep. Social media has almost social media has almost done the opposite, where it's created a level, even though it's it's on you all the time, it's almost created a level of freedom in a way, right? 
because there's so many eyes on you that nobody's really paying attention to you at all. That's that's very true. But for that time, that was a big deal. And he was being watched at all times. And at one point, you see at one point, the media is following him and they're trying to ask him questions. And he's just looking at them, not saying shit to him, going, yes, no, maybe, whatever you just asked. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, so in some of his asshole moments and asshole, asshole tendencies are kind of understandable. And it was hard for me to watch at first because, you know, I feel like everybody had, like, there are different levels and different um, types of leadership. Yes. And for somebody who worked in retail, at first glance, Mike, comes, Mike came off to me as that one floor associate that swears they're, that swears they're a manager. Yep. But that wasn't it at all because he wanted because he wanted everybody to um, come up together. He yes. wanted everybody to excel and be the best resource they could be to the rest of the team together. That's right. That's right. And and if you know, there's there's also um, shit. The thought just left my mind. There was a very important lesson. There was a very important lesson, and I must have been lying because now I forgot what it was. <laughs> Holy shit. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we also saw the lightest of light flexes. Um, the, the, one, the one scene where he's on the bus going into the game against the Jazz and he's listening to the headphones. And he's bopping hard. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Uh. And, you know, he was he was going pretty hard. We were like, "Damn, man, he is bumping something." Like, so, what so are you we, listening to? What are you listening to, Mike? And he was like, I'm listening, "I'm listening to the new Kenny Lattimore. It's not even out yet." You know, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reacted to that shit. Yo, Kenny Lattimore don't slap. So <laughs> you on your own with that. <laughs> Like I've never seen anyone not care as little as that person cared after he said, "Kenny Lattimore, it's it's, it's not even out yet." <laughs> you know he's my friend. Still, Shante Moore, Shante Moore's husband. Yeah. Was it Shante Moore? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess probably. Maybe. That's how much it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, um, that's how I brag about Radio Galaxy, but they slap. Right, exactly. I will say one of the highlights, one of one of my favorite Mike moments is when it, it wasn't in one of the recent episodes, but it was like Mike didn't want to talk to the media at all whatsoever under a beyond the they were following him out and to the point where they tried when they couldn't talk to Mike, they were trying to pin down Scotty Pippen. <laughs> And Mike grabbed Scotty Pippen and said, "No, bring your ass off." You got a tea time. Let's go. They they kept trying to corner. They kept trying to corner Scotty. Mike jumps on the bus, honking the horn, <laughs> trying to drive the bus off. Gotta get him. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Um, but I, I did learn a lot about someone that 
as a child, I idolized, and as a man, I kind of maligned. Um, it, it's, it takes a lot to not only be a champion, but to be a champion that's being followed all the time. And a, and a champion that wants people to be champions alongside him. Yeah. And there are all kind of levels of leadership and the route that he took just happened to Cohen just happened to not mix well with the image that the media had laid out for him. But they still had to sweat him because he was he was the greatest. And he was the biggest moneymaker. Oh, easily. Yeah, of course. Naturally. Um now I will one last thing I will say on that. Uh having said all this, Scott Burrell still owes him an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think quiet is kept. Scott Burrell probably got hands too. One hundred percent. He's just gonna whoop your ass and apologize for it, man. I'm I'm so sorry I whooped your ass like that, man. You know that's not even my character, man. I don't even know what happened to me. I'll, I'll help you find your eye later. To this day, if he sees him on the street, Mike needs to move the other fucking direction because it is going to be on. Yes. After all the hazing he did on Scott Burrell and the fact that he told him on camera, if I see you after all this is over, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. (laughs) He needs to see him on the street and keep that same energy. Right now. My God. Um, So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black. Open conversation with the least sober team and podcasting. Poor And we are back. We are black. You're opinionated. And for change, I'm not drinking. Uh, because this is a Monday, and after this, not long after this, I will be uh, working out. Oh, uh, can't miss Mondays. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of hard to drink and work out. Right, I'm feeling better, so I want to I want to go ahead and get it in. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. <laughs> so, um. This week's White People Must Be Stopped is really the theme of white people and um, their ongoing and their their patterns, their go-to moves in the face of blatant racism. Blatant racism. Uh, Ahmaud Arbery. What was that? You said in the face of what type of racism? In the face of blatant okay. racism. Wanted to make sure I heard that right. Um, Ahmad Arbery, who was basically um, who was basically stalked while he was uh, jogging, shot and killed by some white man and his and his father. Um, they're of course they're making the rounds, trying to make excuses now. Fox News, the usual suspects. Um, there's been video footage found of Ahmad Arbery in the at, at some construction site. Where they were building, where they were building up a house, and you know there was no, he, he wasn't he wasn't messing with any equipment as people do when when a house is being built quite regularly. He just went over 
and checked it out and, you know, tried to see what they were building and moved on. Like people do every day. Right. Definitely does um, not deserve a death that, penalty. What, what was that? It definitely does not deserve a death sentence. Not at all. Um, but now the narrative is be is making the rounds that um, oh he must have been up to something and that's why and that's why the white guys went all neighborhood watch on him. Um, you know it's making it's making the rounds at Fox News and of course who is at the forefront of this uh, caping for it but Candace fucking Owens. Mm. That bitch looks like a raisin in the sun. Wow. God damn. <laughs> she looks like human Shit. HPV. <laughs> I mean, and, and we're not going to go, I'm not going to go too long on Candace Owens because it's the same old shit with her. And we have said on this program before that we just have to stop engaging her. But I still want to say oh. that she looks like a descended testicle. I, I, I just want to say that. And, and leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it just lends itself to wherever there are white people trying to push a narrative, there's always going to be one of us um, waiting in the wings uh, to have a moment and to try to get hot off of reinforcing uh, white people's uh, conceived suspicions of us. Yep. Um, and just and just in that same regard, um, the new, well, not the new move, but the time-honored move, Sean Reeves' killer, as y'all remember, we talked about that last week, um, who got, who basically got murdered on Facebook Live, um, the cop that killed Sean Reeves has been suspended and reassigned, Shocking. not charged. Shocking. Shocking. Mm. Suspended and resigned, um, which means that uh, that suspension part wasn't really popping like that then. But I digress. Sorry. Um, suspended and reassigned—a bunch of bullshit. Um, this is these are the these are the tactics, man. These are the usual tactics. Nothing new. We're not seeing anything new here. Um, which kind of speaks to the amount of progress we've made as far as um, shining a light on these people. The fact that they can just result, they resort to doing the same shit. Right. And get it off without, without missing a beat. Um, bunch of horse shit in my book. Um, uh, you know, so just, Man, be aware. You know, Charlemagne was saying earlier on, on one of his on one of his uh, platforms that black people just go ahead need to go ahead and get armed. I'm not against it, man. Uh, protect yourself. Be aware of your surroundings. Protect yourself. Arm yourself if you have to. Arm yourself with information, but arm yourself with you know self defense because they're making it very clear that they can just murder us anywhere and not. Yep. You can't even you can't jog, you can't be in your house, you can't do anything anymore. Um there's a lot of ways for us to die. 
and um, I'm sick of the white people trying to choose it for us. Yep. So there's that. Uh, send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, um, along uh, along with your listener letters, your questions for myself, D. Randall, um, or any of our guests. Please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Or you can log on to opinionswhileblack.com and you can see um, any any one of the venues you can get in touch with us through social media, Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter. Uh, we'll be right back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Wolves Savage Podcast. We're back, we're black, we're opinionated, and we're actually pretty sober. Two, I'm, two I'm pretty weeks in sober. a row. <laughs> but I was not sober on Friday nights. I'm definitely not sober on Friday nights. Friday nights are for margaritas. Mm. Um, Friday and Sunday is actually how I mark the difference in the days. Um <laughs> Because I know those are the days I'm going to be drunk. Um, so uh, we have listener. We have well, we have a listener letter. Oh, uh, we have a listener letter from. Let me bring it up. Let me bring it up. Keith Cooper. Uh, Keith asked, "Do you think AMC will be bought by Amazon?" Hmm. Um, I'm not ruling it out. Hmm. That's kind of where I am with like I'm not ruling it out at this point. Jeff Bezos has Jeff Bezos is is officially like a trillionaire. Yeah. So anything is really possible. It's uh, it's you know I you know I'm I'm also involved in like film production as well. And one of the sure. things, one of the things that my group and I always talk about is distribution, and not to blah 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 for too long, but one sure. of the, one of the things that we talk about is how the nature of movie distribution and how people are going to view movies is probably going to change permanently. Um, just like at one point, drive-throughs were very prominent, and you know it moved more into an indoor theater setting into the glamorous tricked out theaters that we sit in now it's very possible that we'll see we'll see some type of something that looks like a partnership between a streaming service and a theater to start um jeff bezos probably could buy amc if you want amc if you wanted to but then i think the question would be what would he do differently with it because it wouldn't make sense for him to buy it and just keep it doing what it's doing now. Um, if right. he if he's going to buy it, then he's going to do something different, innovative with it. I would hope that that would be the only reason why. But I'm, I'm really curious to see what comes next now. Because we've already seen that some studios are willing to take certain things and send them directly to your house. I think Disney is Disney has a, a, a unique challenge in front of it now, uh, especially with the Marvel side, 
and seeing how they have some some productions that are set up for for tentpole movies, and they have some that are movie quality that are coming to the service as well. I'm just curious to see if we're we're going to see any of those pivot, those movies pivot to the um, streaming platform. I don't know. It, it's it's a good question, but there's there's a, there's just a lot of question marks on it. For me, it just boils down to if he were to buy AMC, if that's even on the table then what would he do differently with it? Because it was already hanging on by a string. Um, True. Now it's hanging on by a little bit less. I mean, because after after they they got past the point where now you can get drunk in the theater. Yes. um, You've you've pretty much, you've, you've reached the pinnacle. Uh, now they need a champagne room. Mm. I'm thinking of hey, 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 anything's possible. Look, I'll get that Kickstarter jumping right now. Jeff Bezos, um, Jeff Bezos is going to buy AMC and, and put Amazon lockers in the theaters. So you, you, <laughs> you can return your Amazon packages at the popcorn stand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the kind of shit he would do. That's exactly the kind of shit he would do. Anything is really possible. Um, that's a good question. Thanks, Keith. In that case, it's time for the top three STFUs. Yes, you're right. Who are the people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Uh, my favorite part of the evening. Number three, we have, ladies and gentlemen, we have another joint. Shut the fuck up. Uh, that would be Takashi69 and Snoop Dogg. Wow, together? Together. So they've been going back and forth arguing on Instagram. Um, there's there's two parts to this. Takashi is back to trolling, clearly, because he's trolling Snoop Dogg about, you know, Snoop, you know, Snoop has a, why are these little, one of these little Corinne Stephens clones that's trying to come up off of being a side piece? Um, I say that because I don't remember her name and we're not going to remember her name in two weeks. Uh, basically, uh, she may, I, she may or may not, but probably had an affair with Snoop Dogg recently, not only on camera, but now she's posted it on OnlyFans Mm. and you can watch it for $29.99. How much? I don't why anybody would pay $30 for that. I'm yeah. not the one. Uh, that's some weird shit. So uh, basically, six nine had some uh, had some footage um, that is supposedly Snoop's wife uh, carousing with other people, mm. and basically um, he he's just trolling. He was trolling Meek Mill last week. Now he's trolling, or a couple weeks ago, now he's trolling. Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg fell for the bait and um, he like most of these other rappers is just all been out of shape because Takashi 69 is a snitch um, here's the thing as much as I hate Snoop Dogg Snoop is a little old this, this is friendly advice Snoop is a little old to still be um, been out of shape about the code of street shit. 
Right, especially since he ain't, he ain't he ain't done shit with the streets since Deep Cover. <laughs> you you can't be cooking you can't be cooking bouillabaisse with Martha Stewart, and then and then turn around and want to and want to be mad about the color of the streets. Right. Stop it. Basically, Takashi is just going from moment to moment. He's just he's just he's just looking for another moment to get hot off of. And he's gonna jump from moment to moment, and that's how he's gonna get clicks um, because that's how he's gotten clicks up to this point. Yeah. Um, whether it be saying things he doesn't mean on the Breakfast Club, taking cheeky mom out shopping, uh, whatever it's it, 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 it's it's corny, and for everybody to be so tired of Takashi, everybody seems to keep giving him life. And it's whack. So it just doesn't make. Me- it's whack. Um, so really, both of them need to just hold a joint L and both shut the fuck up. I can agree with that. Um, you know, it, it, Snoop's corny. Six nine is less corny because we because that's that's just how the young kids roll, and we know that. And we just have to and we have to stop giving that life. Um, and number two. Yep. Uh, Tristan Thompson is back on the list. Still? Yes. Tristan Thompson has returned. Well, I guess since they're not playing, he's got time to fuck up something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny. I don't understand how people fuck up so bad. See, you know what? This is a lesson. You wouldn't be fucking up so bad if you were social distancing. Very true. (laughs) Um, Tristan Thompson basically um, has a paternity case out there. A young lady um, says that her child has, was fathered by Tristan Thompson, uh, a young lady who is not Khloe Kardashian, a.k.a. OJ's daughter. Mm. Um, so now, the, now the, the upside for Tristan is that Khloe is suing this young lady. Now, it may not necessarily be on his behalf. She, I believe she's suing, she's suing the lady for like defamation of character or some shit. Um, but this works out, you know, this works out well for Tristan because eventually she will go away if she has handed enough money, which will almost certainly happen. Now, here's the thing. Um, according to Tristan, this young lady is this this child is the result of a tryst that happened between himself and her back in like 2011 or 2012, right? Mm, okay, that was a while ago. The problem is this child is like five years old. The the mm, the math does not quite add up on that. The math does not support that at all. <laughs> Whatsoever. Tristan's gotten Tristan has gotten so lackadaisical in his cheating that he doesn't even care if the lie makes sense anymore. Like Damn. what the fuck? Here's, but here's my thing. Tristan, just stop talking. This is working at, this is going to work out in your favor. <laughs> because Chloe's gonna sue this young lady back into obscurity, and you and all you'll probably have to do is visit this child once a month. Not that I'm advocating for ancient niggas to only visit their child once a month, but I'm just saying, 
this this could work out in your favor. And <laughs> you are doing everything in your in your power to blow this and make you and Chloe look like clowns. Well, I mean, it does it it doesn't take a lot, but you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, he looks mad clownish right now. This is trash, dude. It, it, all you got to do is keep six feet away from people. Well, I guess if, if this happened, <laughs> if this happened five years ago, I, I guess it doesn't it doesn't really matter at this point. But man. <laughs> You know how much trouble you can stay out of just by staying six feet away from people? It's true. It's true. I have not been near a vagina in quite some time. Okay. Um, Did not. Because of the six feet rule. Didn't expect that follow-up, but sure. I'm just saying. uh, You know, it's... it's, I'm doing it. It's easy. I, I can tell you. It's a little frustrating, but it's easy. It, there's there's literally no steps involved. <laughs> so, Tristan, all you have to really do is uh, be the average basketball player that you are and shut the fuck up. That's it. Let this work. Let this work itself out for you. Like, like if your if your opponent is is running off a cliff at a hundred at a hundred miles an hour. Don't stand in the way. Just just move. Step to the side. Let it happen. Let this whole disaster happen and be over. And you can be happy uh, pretending that you're happy with OJ's daughter. Wow. Um, so, and that brings, and as a matter of fact, people giving away too much information, that brings us to the number one. Oh, no. The returning champion, actually. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boozy badass. Yeah, this nigga. Um, Why? It is making the rounds once again that Mr. Badass um, uh, it, it, well, it's making the rounds for several reasons because, see again, stop talking to Vlad. I blame Vlad for all of this. Um, <laughs> Basically, um, it's made the rounds again that Boozy did, in fact, admit to uh, buying his underage, I believe, prepubescent at the time, uh, child, uh, a, a, a young lady of the night, a sex worker, um, <laughs> to sex, sex him, which is essentially paying someone to statutory rape your child. and now it's being and now it's being looked at now that boozy is being looked at for all the silly shit he won't stop saying um y'all and i don't understand the people defending this or anything but y'all it's right it's right get it that is buying your buying your prepubescent child pussy is right it, it may it may also qualify as um, child pornography. Um, child, yes, because we don't. There was footage. There's a lot of things going on. There's man. There's a lot of reasons for someone that beat a murder charge 
to never mention this in public ever because maybe you don't want to go back to prison. This is why I never understood the free boozy people. Right. Like, didn't he do what? Didn't he do what he was convicted of? Correct. Like, why would you want to free someone that actually did what got them in there? And now, meanwhile, why? Meanwhile, Mumia Abu Jamal spent the longest time wondering what the fuck he was doing wrong. Little Boosie is trash, y'all. I, I, I don't even know why y'all fuck with him like that. He's he's not he's he's not jamming. I never understood. Yeah, the independent song is not that good. It's not. And yes, I know what that means. He 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 keeps saying it over and over. Do you know what that means? Yes, I, do you know what it means? I, I don't. I I think he had cue cards when he was trying to when he was spelling it. Shit, you know he did. I think the demo was him spelling it wrong, and they were like, "Well, we we can fix a few things." I just I don't understand I don't understand why the culture hangs on the boozy like they do. Um it, there's there's really nothing redeeming about this man for real. And so yeah, I don't understand why the culture just kind of hangs on to him like we do. We've gotten so we've gotten rid of so many people that we that have proven to be trash and we cannot get rid of this nigga. You, you know, Fetty Wap has, be, has, has become washed all in a matter of like five years. And Boozy has gone to prison, gotten out of prison, um, defended Bill Cosby, admitted to, it, admitted to um, statutory rape, and maybe gotten, almost got in a fight with some Kappas. <laughs> and we can't get rid of this nigga. Cannot get rid of him. So, Boozy, shut the fuck up. You know what? I almost want to tell him not to shut the fuck up. I almost, I almost want to tell him to keep talking because eventually people will realize that it's time to get rid of this nigga. No, they won't. If Takashi can still cook, then nah, they won't. I have no faith I, in people. Well, that just goes back to me not understanding the Takashi thing. I really don't. Um, but yeah, I, just Boozy, shut the fuck up. I'm just, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of him. Get this man some Visine. <laughs> For the love of God. I know he doesn't have a conventional job, so he doesn't have to look presentable for anybody. But my God, how long do y'all just want this man? This man's eyes to be red all day, every day. <laughs> Give him some visine. Give Michael Jordan some visine too. Hey, that's the that's that's that crown. You can't, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't you can't wash out that yellow. You Man, can't, you can't I, wash I out. Wanna... Can't wash out that liver cirrhosis. <laughs> <laughs> that jaundice. I was like, he came. He came from that era, yeah, right? That's that's all crown. Man, I don't understand. I, I I just don't understand what it's gonna take to get rid of some of the people that we hang on to. Anyway, um, D Randall, did we do a podcast? We most certainly did. We definitely did a podcast. Um, Team Oz, real quick, thank you so much for the love and support. 
Um, I appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Y'all have been, y'all have really been telling friends to tell friends. Um, I've seen y'all sharing this shit. I've seen y'all talking about it. I've seen y'all tweeting. Um, it has not gone unnoticed. Um, I will definitely make it worth your while. I'll definitely show my appreciation in some form or fashion. Whenever outside is open again, um, who knows when that will be. Um, we will, like, one way or another, I definitely think this is going to get better enough for us to be able to do a presentable 100th episode. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. We were going we to make a presentable, worth your while, uh, blowout 100th episode because we appreciate y'all that much. Uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, I, the church announcements, D. Randall? Don't have any. Fair enough. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 88. 88 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I might be D. Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. <laughs> <laughs>